Hello and welcome to the Run of the Mills podcast and our first episode of Keeping Up with the King, a study through the book of Matthew. And as we go through Matthew and we uh, look at this book verse by verse, uh, it's always good, again, to know what we're reading. Are we reading history? Are we reading a letter? Are we reading poetry? Uh, What are we reading? And so first thing is, this is one of the Gospels, so this is the account that Matthew, excuse me, Matthew, one of the uh, one of the twelve apostles that he recorded of his experience with Jesus, and um, there's some great stuff in here. Of course, it is because it's the Word of God, um, and th- we're going to see some little Matthew quirks, the things that are are unique to Matthew. Um, some great stuff in here. And we also, uh, as we've mentioned before, it's always good to know what you're reading. And so this is a history written by Matthew, but Matthew has a point that he's making. Uh, and I think we don't want to make it too simple, but we want to say in general that there is a point that he's making and there is an audience he is writing to. And those are things to keep in mind as you're reading this. And so I'm calling this uh, Keeping Up with the King because what Matthew is writing about is Jesus, the King of the Jews. He is writing this book as a Jew to Jews about a Jew and about the King of the Jews. And we're going to see that right from the very first verse, that this is what he is writing about, the King of the Jews. And we're going to see the testimony that he shares about this being the him being the king of the Jews. And we'll see that the multiple testimonies that he's not just saying, hey, he's the king of the Jews because I say so. He's going to point out the testimony of all different all different people in historical events and prophecy. And he's going to start that off with what we'll start off with um, a little bit today. So uh, as we go through this uh, verse by verse, uh, I was I was reminded of. The first time I ever did a study through the book of Matthew, I was a youth pastor at a church, and I decided, hey, I'm going to take a verse-by-verse study through Matthew with my uh, with my church on a Saturday evening. And so I made an announcement to the church, hey, we're going to do this on Saturday nights. We're going to go through the book of Matthew verse-by-verse. And and I had a, a gentleman come up afterwards and, and uh, jokingly said to me, well, good luck with the first 17 verses. And you know, I had to smile at the time because I knew exactly what he was saying. You know, he, the first 17 verses are are the genealogy of Jesus. And so what he was pointing out was like, hey, if you're going to do a verse-by-verse study, you, your first ver- few verses are um, people's names. And and I got a kick out of that that he would say that. And, and it also kind of inspired me and maybe challenged me. And maybe it was a little bit of my little uh, young man pride where I was like, oh, you don't think I can make a sermon out of the first 17 verses of Matthew? I'll make eight sermons out of it. So I think for a few weeks, maybe a few months, um, I just preached out of the first uh, the first 17 verses of the book of Matthew. So um, anyway, I'm not going to do that. That's not my goal to spend the next 17 weeks talking about the genealogy of Matthew, but we might spend a couple of days on it because there's some really great stuff in here. Of course, great stuff because, as we said before, it's God's word. How could it not be great? But a lot of times we skip over these things that we think are the boring things. Uh, and and this is the, the great thing about God's word is that 
there are things in here that are in here for reasons that we wouldn't think of. We wouldn't put this in. We're like, who cares? Who cares about all these lists of names? Well, it was very important to the Jewish people in particular because their genealogy went back to their very Jewishness, but also the it had to do with their their rights as landowners. You know, the land was divided by tribe and by family. And so their genealogy was very important because it pointed to what they owned and what their family would own in perpetuity. Because remember, if you were a Jew, you that land belonged to your family and your family um, on and on and on. So if you sold it, you couldn't sell it permanently. It was sold temporarily and the land uh, could be redeemed and could be returned to you. Um, and it would be returned to you at the end of a, a, a mutually decide, decided upon period of time or if, uh, if it was redeemed a certain amount of money paid um, or you hit like a year of Jubilee where all debts were canceled and all land returned to its original owners. Uh, but that's a story for another time. So anyway, the book of Matthew talking about Jesus, his claim to be the Messiah. And so we're going to see these, these things again, as I mentioned, because Matthew, his point, and again, saying singular point, obviously that's not the case, but his main argument is Jesus is the king of the Jews. And so a lot of what we're going to see, especially in the first five, four, yeah, I guess you'd say the first four chapters is very much about the testimony testifying that he is the king. And then we'll hit, you know, the... Um, the Sermon on the Mount, which is kind of like the king's manifesto, you might say, something like that. The king revealing what his kingdom's about, that kind of stuff. So, hey, let's take a look at verse 1 of chapter 1. Can you believe it? We're actually talking about verses in the book of Matthew, not just the book of Matthew. So we know who, who it's written to. It's written to the Jews by a Jew, about a Jew, written by Matthew, one of the disciples. And he writes this. The book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So that's the introductory verse. Then he, he's going to start the genealogy. Then he's going to say, Abraham begot Isaac, Isaac begot Jacob. And, and when we get to verse two, but he starts off with a very interesting phrase. I don't know if you caught this or not, but he said, the book of the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. So he points out two very important people, right? He points out that Jesus Christ is the son of David, the son of Abraham. And so he's pointing out these two in particular people that are very important in his genealogy, that he's going to take his genealogy back to Abraham. He's going to start at Abraham. And why start with Abraham? Why start with Abraham? Because if you look at the book of Luke, you notice there is a genealogy in the book of Luke as well. And the genealogy of the book of Luke is very different than the one of Matthew, which is kind of a fascinating thing. Why is the genealogy of Luke different than the genealogy of Matthew? Well, spoiler alert, the genealogy of Matthew is following the genealogy of Christ through the royal line. So it goes all the way through David, because this is the genealogy of of Joseph. This is the, the, the legal side of the genealogy. So Jesus' right or claim to the throne would be through his earthly father, not necessarily his heavenly father. 
And so we see that the genealogy that Matthew takes doesn't start with Adam like Luke's does, but rather it starts with Abraham. Why Abraham? Because Abraham is the father of the Jewish people, right? He is the father of faith. He's the one that God called out of Ur and said, I'm going to make you a great nation. And through you, all the nations of the earth will be blessed, right? So the Abrahamic covenant, God made a promise that through him, that he would become a great nation, right? The Hebrew people, the, the Jews, and that he would also, through all him, all the nations of the world would be blessed. And that is the Messiah coming through his line. And so it's very important for the Messiah to be, well, Jewish. So taking his genealogy back to Abraham only makes sense. So that's, he says, this is the book of the genealogy of Jesus, the, Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. We talked about Abraham, well, why David? Well, David's in the 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 first third here of the uh, the genealogy, and David's important, of course, because remember we said Matthew is sharing his gospel. It's written about a Jew, two Jews by a Jew, and this Jew in particular that he's writing about is the king of the Jews. And in order to be the king of the Jews, you needed to have your genealogy go back to David. And if you're going to be really specific about the Messiah, well, the Messiah would sit on the throne of David. And so he needed to be from the line of David. And so it makes sense. It makes sense that his genealogy, and he warns us about this at the beginning, he gives us it in the first verse. He says, this is the genealogy of Jesus Christ, the son of David, the son of Abraham. And now he's going to trace that genealogy back from Abraham through David all the way up to Jesus Christ. Because... It is important if he's going to be the king of the Jews that he has the testimony of his genealogy, that he's from the right line. And so the first claim, if you're going to claim to be the king, is wait a minute. Do you meet? Do you meet the legal the legal qualification to be the king? Do you come from the line of David? And that's what he's going to do. God bless you. Talk to you next time.